there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. And yet again, we are going to take a trip back in the Wayback Machine to the far-off year of February 2016, because we are looking at the Valentine's special issue today. This is uh, notably out of continuity. Technically, uh, the issue that came out before this was Dark Gem, and this is not within Dark Gem. Most definitely not within Dark Gem. We'd be able to tell. Though I think, like, if we look at sort of the context clues from it, it should take place sometime before Dark Gem starts. Yeah, because they're about to go on tour together. So that's about as close as we're going to get. I guess previously doesn't really matter that much since we know about when this starts and when this doesn't start. Um, But we start with Kimber getting her tarot read. And a quick note, this is still written by Kelly Thompson, as all of our other issues have been, but our art this issue is by Jen Bartell, and our colors, instead of uh, M. Victoria Roboto, are Paul Reinwand. As far as I can tell, the rest of the usual team is here for this. The art overall on this issue, I really enjoy it. It's cute. So Kimber is getting her fortune told using tarot cards. Kimber overreacts to everything, including the death card. No, it's death. Kimber is not dealing with this, okay? Kimber, if you can't deal with getting your fortune told through tarot cards, maybe you shouldn't do it. I'm just very excited that we actually have an explanation that no, it it's it's not like these these aren't literal things. I'm also very excited that she's getting her fortune told by someone who is not a horrific Romany stereotype. The fortune teller says uh things like your your past here is represented by the star, inspiration, hope, confidence, positivity. But in your present, we see a reversed 3 of wands, which could indicate some kind of blockage or conflict. I'm Schools to your long-term goals, lack of foresight, and instead of saying, oh, maybe this is my own problem, Kimber immediately says, Misfits! If there's one running gag that I love in both the show and the comic, it's that Kimber is entirely too willing to blame everything on the misfits. There's even some cool uh, sort of foreshadowing here to what we assume is the dark gem mark with synergy, because she says the Ten of Swords is not necessarily a bad card in context, but it does seem to represent some kind of defeat or crisis, possibly betrayal. This misfits person, she could be represented by the reversed Queen of Cups in the obstacle position, perhaps a once kind woman who was turned against you turned into a control freak? Perhaps she felt threatened. Of course it's pizzazz, says Kimber. I don't know why her brain jumped to pizzazz, especially since Kimber herself admits that she's never seen pizzazz be kind. The great thing about using the Queen of Cups to represent synergy here is uh, the Queen of Cups tends to also represent someone who's a counselor of sorts, someone who's ready to provide a shoulder to cry on, like whenever someone kind of shows up, which is a good modifier there for synergy. Oh, that's really good. I'm looking at this now. She's totally talking about synergy. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Even though this is out of continuity, I'm excited to get a couple more hints as to what's going on in Dark Gem. Kimber, of course, is not one for, you know, forethought. Forethought or or subtlety at that. Kimber, subtlety is boring, Benton. So she, like, accosts the fortune teller. It's like, there must be something we can do. Saz is gonna ruin everything. And the fortune teller's like, I have something that might Hell, it's a small mixture she put together that, when ingested, can soften resentment and ease conflict. Also, it's pretty tasty. There's lavender in it. 
It just serves to open a person up a bit, greases those parts that sometimes get clogged with resentment and fear. So it's whiskey. And so she turns around to, like, give Kimber, you know, a, a list of, okay, here are the things. Like, for example, just use a couple of drops. This could turn into some kind of freaky deaky love potion otherwise. And they fall in love with the first thing they see. I once saw a guy fall in love with a fire hydrant and she's gone. She better have paid for her session in advance. I really hope she did. Oh, no, wait, wait. Actually, I, I missed that. On the third panel from the last, she throws some money on the table and actually leaves. And then we go to 5x5 five five Records, where Kimber is showing up late. I want that aquarium. Yeah, like any good, fancy musical place, there is a wall-to-wall aquarium. Anyway, Kimber is late again. Surprising no one. Jerrica's upset, saying she's had it with this. Kimber says it's never going to happen again. And then we get a panel of Kimber looking incredibly adorable. And saying, yeah, I will totally be late again, but I'll try to make it happen less. I really like these cute sort of medium shot that Jim Bartell does with this art style where everybody has these sort of slightly more simplified character designs and like just little black dots for eyes. Yeah, they're adorable. All right, that's the best outfit we're going to get from her. Why not? Agreed. Yeah, all right. Peace talk successful. We get a group hug shot. As they're walking into the elevator because everybody is here now, Shane is the only one that's like, oh yeah, maybe Jim should be here. Synergy, I need a fake Jim. Synergy renders Jim in like a Lady Gaga getup with huge sunglasses and a bun. I, I will say I enjoy that Jerrica's directions are more specific than create an illusion of Jim or we need help Synergy. She says, I need an illusion of Jim with us for a meeting. Just follow my lead. I hope nobody tries to shake her hand. I hate when that happens, says Aja. I love that that means that that has happened before. And they had to have Jem be like totally snotty and not touch the guy. And also because Jem's illusion is like amazingly tall, she is basically a gigantic Amazon. She is a pop Amazon goddess. And then we have uh, Greta, who is um, our assistant there, uh, just walks up and goes, Jim, nice to finally meet you, going immediately for the handshake that Asha doesn't want. Greta, great to see ya. Uh, hey, Jerrica. Jerrica just dives in with the handshake. I can imagine her like rushing forward out of the elevator, hand already extended. So everybody's here in this incredible looking boardroom. With, uh, of course, Roxy's eating bagels. Natch. We're here to go over the finalized tour dates and make sure we're all on the same page, generally. Under no circumstances do I want to repeat performance of the versus competition shenanigans. And Kimber has the little vial and she's over by the water. Also, I feel really bad for Elise because it's like, you know there's going to be a repeat performance of the versus competition shenanigans. You just know. In no way, shape, or form is Elise going to come out of this, like, on top. So, uh... Kimber actually pours the entire bottle into the water. Good job, Kimber. And offers basically the entire pitcher to Pizzazz. And so then everybody one by one's like, oh, hey, give me some of that. Two minutes later, everyone has water. And we have this great splash page of everybody except like Jem, who is just sitting there, and Jerrica drinking water. And then Kimber herself takes a sip of the water is like, oh. Which is absolutely a Kimber move. And then we have what I really enjoy is this great two-page splash of the mischief happening, basically. So everyone feels fine, right? Me too. I feel fine. Let's go home and stay there. Ramen, hardware store. Meeting Rio, but, but, and then we see it happening one by one. Yeah, unfortunately, this page um, is a little hard to read because my instinct was to start reading it at the top. So I had to actually go searching for what was supposed to be the first panel and then go clockwise. Yeah, I, I enjoy it otherwise, but I did also have that problem. Me too. So let's go clockwise here. We start off with uh, Jetta falling in love with a ramen guy. And then Aja falling in love with the same ramen guy. 
Shayna's fallen in love with someone who's asked her if he can help her with anything. Although I feel like it looks like she's falling in love with the role of duct tape, which girl, I do not blame you. Uh-huh. And then and then we skip right over to Stormer, who's fallen in love with Definitely a, uh... no other panel in between. Nope. 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 There's no other panel in between. There's definitely not a panel of Pizzazz and Eric saying they love each other. Definitely that doesn't happen. Stormer's fallen in love with a barista. And then Roxy has fallen in love with bagels. I feel like this is not new. It's maybe a little bit of a cop-out, but, you know, at least Roxy gets to be happy. And then Kimber's running down the sidewalk and runs face first into Rio and kisses him and... Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna let you take this one. Okay, good. Because there are at minimum one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other people for whom they could have the whole falling in love with Rio storyline for giggles. To give this storyline to the comics only confirmed lesbian, even if it's like fun and supposed to be cute and supposed to be just for a joke is like nails on a chalkboard for me. So it really didn't hit off with you then. I don't like love potion stories in general because unless they're handled very carefully, they create a situation where consent is dubious at best. To add this on top of it, it's just, it's definitely not my thing. That's not to say that it shouldn't have been written. It's just This failed to entertain me. Like the rest of the comic is cute hijinks, but this one thing really just stands out at me. I think that's a fair critique. And at the very least, on the next page, Rio does in fact say, your very gay sister suddenly thinks she's in love with me. And then we lock her in a van and then we don't really deal with her for the rest of the episode. Thankfully. Kimber admits what happened with the potion. They lock her in a truck. We gotta find the others and make sure this isn't happening to them. So they lock her in the truck and go about their way. Jerrica splits the jobs by going, Shane, I went to the hardware store. You grab her. I'll go after Aja. She said something about ramen. And Rio's like, okay. It is kind of nice to see Rio actually like getting involved in hijinks for once. So we find out who Shayna's fallen in love with. It's a married hardware store guy. He's been married for about 20 years. He has a bowl cut and a beard. He says, Miss, I'm really very flattered, but I'm a married man. I can't throw away 20 years of marriage. But this is true love. Shayna, Rio says, snap out of it. Snap out of love, Rio. Don't be ridiculous. I'm sorry about this, he says. And then he's carrying her out of the store. I'm going to borrow this duct tape, sir. You keep it, young man. Rio's not a big guy. I'm impressed that he can, like, fireman carry Shayna out of there. That must have taken a lot of struggling, I think. Especially since you know Shayna did, like, the four-year-old thing where she was like, no, and collapsed to the floor. So then we switch over to maybe the worst possible option, and that includes 20-year married hardware guy. The ramen guy. Let me just read this one. My real passion is my homemade, organic, locally sourced vegan soups. I make them in my backyard, which I think gives them a real authentic quality, you know? Like, like really real and maybe like vintage? I want to punch this guy in the face and not stop for like hours. Aja would normally probably punch this guy in the face. Unfortunately, now she smooches him and says, tell me more about your chilled lentil and watermelon soup. It's got this texture. I mean, I don't want to say stringy, but I sort of do, you know? Wouldn't a chilled watermelon soup basically be a smoothie in a bowl? Oh, no, no, no. There's no, a smoothie actually is thick. This is just watermelon water. Ew. Yeah, this guy is the most punchable person I've seen in this comic. This relies on us knowing Aja's character, which is she would not give this guy the time of day otherwise. 
Except now she has to fight Jetta for a boyfriend who is basically every awful hipster. Get away from my boyfriend, says Jetta. Jetta's got these really awesome, like, devil horns in her hair. She's kind of got, like, a dark lady Sailor Moon thing going on here. It's amazing. Some guy in a hood convinced her that her parents forgot her birthday, so she should destroy the moon and the past. Anyway, Jetta and Aja fight over Ramen Guy. He can't possibly be your boyfriend. You don't even know his name. Neither do you. That's not the point. Oh god, and this gets to the last panel they've actually got like a Looney Tunes style dust cloud fight. This dust cloud fight actually goes outside. Jerrica comes across them, tries to get Aja to stop, and Aja has literal murder in her eyes. Like red glowing eyes. Stay out of it, Jerrica. Jerrica's like, okay, I choose life. <laughs> and she instead chooses to try and help Stormer. So uh, people are taking picture of Stormer attacking the barista. Is this some kind of performance art? That's Stormer from the Misfits. I bet it's some kind of weird PR for their tour. Those little extras might be Brock and Misty from Pokemon? One of them is definitely Misty, but the other one's a little too white to be Brock. Anyway, Stormer actually says the words, let me love you. Yeah, that barista is like, put the entire like coffee place between her and Stormer. Jerrica summons a hologram of the barista to lead Stormer to her car, where they climb in. Jerrica says that's fine, just keep her in the car there. And then she turns and she sees Roxy attacking a bagel stand. Like, honestly, that seems pretty normal. The purest love in this entire issue. So, back at the van, they load in Shayna. Jerrica and Rio meet back up, says, I need your help with Aja and Jetta, and I need to restrain Stormer. I got duct tape. There's a quick moment where Jerrica tells Synergy's hologram to disappear because Rio's coming. And she's like, I don't know, just talking to myself. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm just talking to my earrings. Everything's normal. Everything's great. Most girls talk to their earrings. Jerrica uses a hologram again to get Aja in the van. Don't worry about it. Rio has put both Jetta and Stormer in Stormer's car and has just decided we're just going to wait it out until we're all feeling better. And uh, then they definitely don't see a thing in a coffee shop. Nope. Nope, nope, they definitely don't see anything there. Definitely nobody creepy smuggling. Not not happening. And 39 more minutes later, it's wearing off. Let us out before we murder Kimber. Seriously, my mind is already racing about the ways I can use the interior of this van to kill Kimber. And I've already thought of six ways. They decide, you know what, let's just say it was a gas leak. That's, that's the way they always explain weird crap, right? Or swamp gas, LSD in the water. Some sort of weather balloon. So much later, everyone's recovered. They're all trying to ignore the, like, incredibly awkward crap that happened that day. Kimber, at least, is disgusted that she had to kiss a boy. Aja is also disgusted that she kissed a hipster who makes organic, locally sourced vegan soup for a hobby. Kimber now has to do the dishes for a month. And, uh, Shayna doesn't want to talk about what happened to her at all. So, kind of cute issue, kind of got some flaws, kind of got some good stuff going on. Yeah, not really a plot-heavy issue, it's just 20 pages of hijinks. I still really like that they're doing specials, but never fear, more Dark Gem is coming. More Dark Gem is coming. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like to support the podcast and you don't have any dollars, or if you do and you just won't want to spend them on us, I guess, you can head over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. That plus comments on some of our 
other places also help our metrics out. And we love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you have some dollars and you want to spend them on us, we are a Patreon supported podcast. Good news. You can get cool stuff like bi-monthly comics, uh, which is, I guess, fortnightly comics for those of you who are Britishy. You can get some awesome cross stitches. There are pictures of those on our Tumblr now, stuff that Kit has done. Uh, you can also get bonus features like cutting room floor stuff and just thank yous on air. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash the gem jam. Until next episode, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the gem jam where we remind you that the love you take is equal to the outrageousness you make. 